Hey, it's number 80 today. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to you. I have self-compassion at the top of my mind because it was like a natural high last night. I was, I didn't sleep well, um, two nights ago and I had to just suck it up, think, okay, I'm not sleeping well. I I didn't want to go to sleep and that hasn't happened to me in a while, but I just could not get off my phone. I just wanted to look at every single app. I wanted to listen to every song and I wanted to watch every YouTube video and at least I was aware of it. And something I've started doing is saying like, oh, this is a, a phone binge. This is, and it's not with judgment. It's just a very matter of fact, like, oh, I'm, I'm on my phone and I, I don't know what this is serving, but like, I'm on my phone. This is a phone binge. And I'm hoping that that awareness will serve me more as I keep going. Uh, but last night I was conked out in bed by 9.15 because I remember texting someone at nine o'clock saying, I'm in bed, I'm falling asleep. Um, And then I woke up around three and this natural high just hit me of like, I just slept so deeply for hours. And then after that thought was, good job, good job taking care of yourself. You wanted to go to bed at nine and you went to bed at nine. Um, you are taking care of yourself the best you can. And a lot of times you get it right. And then it made me think, I don't know how this happens to me, but I have these unhealthy binges in certain ways. Like my eating, I think we can talk about it. My eating has been pretty unhealthy. And I mean, I can say unhealthy with confidence because after each thing that I eat, I feel worse. And so the other day it was, um, a burrito with extra cheese, chips and queso, uh, which to me, I mean, it's food that's going down to the belly. It's not that bad, but I got a pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food And I ate the entire thing after the burrito. And it was to the point where I was unhappy. I was uncomfortable. I was like, I don't even... So I ate half the ice cream. Could not stomach anymore because I was that full. And I put it in the fridge and this demonic voice in my head said, I'll be back for you in just a few moments. (laughs) Like I locked it up in the dungeon after torturing it. And I was like, "Ah, I'm going to get you. And that's what I did. I watched the Great British Baking Show and I was like, okay, my belly has expanded. And then I went and finished it and I like, I didn't really enjoy it. And then I felt so bad. But the, oh, my point was similar to the natural high of self-compassion. I don't know like how that started, but then I realized without thinking too hard about it, I have started back on my oatmeal for breakfast every morning, which is great. Add some, I love measuring the oatmeal. So I get the big canister of oatmeal and then I measure it. It's half a cup of the oatmeal and then a cup of water. And then I add in psyllium husk. Psyllium husk, it it makes my, uh, I'm regular. I'm sitting on the toilet regularly in the morning and 
that to me, I get again, self-compassion. I was like, look at you. You are taking care of your diet high in fiber and you are just doing a great job pooping. Good job. Self-compassion, really just like I'm taking care of myself, taking care of business. And I don't know how I go from like, when I have these unhealthy eating habits and then I'll beat myself up, like you need to eat healthier stuff, that doesn't help me. But somehow it's like blinking or breathing or my heart beating. I'm lucky enough that I'll just start something healthy. And that's kind of how I just kind of fell into not drinking caffeine. And that's how I just start eating oatmeal again. And um, so what are you doing for yourself that's taking care of yourself? Is it um, taking a few moments to take a few deep breaths, going for a walk, drinking water? Is it being aware that we are on our phones too much? Is it giving sobriety a chance? And that's, oh, that, that was my natural high. I was laying in bed thinking, oh, so you went to bed early when your body needed it. Um, and the caffeine, being caffeine free, I am sleeping like a baby, a happy baby. I'm sleeping like a baby that parents are afraid to brag about to their other friends who have babies who don't sleep well. Like I'm like the parents are like, I, I actually, I feel horrible saying this, but my baby sleeps through the night. I'm that baby. Um, and so my self-compassion was like, oh, you don't drink caffeine and that's a form of your self-care. And you, you know what? Let's keep going with the list. You don't drink. And I need us to spend a moment on that self-compassion. What's in what the thoughts that are brewing in my head is that when I think about sobriety from alcohol, I think about sobriety from the binge, the like the crazy stuff that you can get into when you have like three, four, five, six, seven, eight drinks, maybe you finish a bottle. And we we always think like sobriety is like sobriety from that. And that's why like the one drink creeps into our head. However, I've been so much more self-compassionate towards myself over the one drink a week. Because, okay, so in my mind, when I was drinking, I would go like... A, a week, two weeks. I would go weeks without drinking be the center, being the center of my life, which I was fortunate to have that, I guess, and maybe contributes to why people would say, like, why do you stop drinking? But, like, let me... How do I express this idea? So in my mind, I'm sober every day. Okay, I'm looking at a calendar. I'm looking at the October calendar, and if I was drinking, I could probably pick out... I would probably drink three dates and two of them would be just like a drink at dinner. And so the my and I'm saving a binge drinking for October 31st because that's Halloween. So looking at this calendar, if I, I don't know, to me it's, the two dates, like I'm looking at the 7th and the 14th, they're both a Wednesday. And if I imagine that those would be just one glass of wine at dinner, okay, maybe two glasses of wine at dinner, but that's only like drinking once a week. 
and then a binge on Halloween, to me, I'm thinking about those days, how it's even harder not to have that one drink, even knowing that I could wait an entire week again until I have another one. Skipping that one day, well, those two days of the light drinking means so much to me because I can't be sober and have just one. And being sober is my self-care. It is the way I love myself. And the same way that drinking was part of my identity, now sobriety has become. And I've been thinking about that for a while and it feels good to say out loud, let me explain a little bit more of what I mean. When I was drinking, the stupid stuff that would come out of my mouth, like, I remember just being, to me it's so basic, but like I'd walk into a party and I'd do the thing where I'm like, I need a drink. Uh, or, yeah, 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 I'll talk to you as soon as I, where's the bar? Can, can we walk and talk? I, let's get a drink. Or if someone like got to the party, I'd say, hey, welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had a tough time getting here. Yeah, let's get you a drink. Let's get you a drink. And um, I don't know, just thinking that a certain type of alcohol was a personality. Um, oh, and I think about this all the time. Let's, let's complain about this. Uh, there's a lot of memes and just humor and maybe even like legend that like wine drunk means this and beer drunk is this and vodka drunk will do this and tequila drunk is this. Is that proven? Is that, I mean, can we look at some studies? Drunk is drunk. I think the, I get, in my mind, and what's funny is like, I understood this humor. It's like a language that you kind of forget, but I, okay, wine drunk. Wine drunk meant to me meant like, kind of just like, um, a sensual slurring and you just were a little more mellow. Like, oh, I'm wine drunk, but like also a little loose. Like I'm going to, my friends would say like, let's, it would be like, do you want to have wine? You Oh, you want to get some, you want to get some honesty flowing? Yeah, let's get real honest. And so that was part of wine drunk. And then vodka drunk was just kind of like, okay, I see the differences, but I'm having physical like nerve memory and it's all the same. You're sober and then you're tipsy than drunk. And so I think the like the different flavors, quote unquote, of intoxication are really just certain alcohols or vehicles for, um, what's it called? Pacing. Like vodka drunk might make you think of shots. And so doing shots is going to get you drunk faster. And shots are also around what? Pre-gaming in the United States. Does everyone around the world know about pre-gaming? We, we drink before we get to the event, and that's called pre-gaming. And pre-gaming and parties typically have loud music, and it's like about being really awake, lit. It's about being, it's like go, go, go. Wine is like you drink it slower, so maybe you're not getting as drunk as fast. And then um, beer, I think, is the same thing, like you might be chugging it, so it might be fast. However, if you're just drinking a can of beer, um, people associate drinking beer with like hanging out with friends, being outside, maybe around sports. And then um, 
I think like with sports comes the competition, the, um, the team element of it. So like winning, winning comes to mind. So to win, you have to drink more and more and more. And it's like, oh man, I drink. Did we crush a, t- a 24 pack? Oh dude. My impre- Okay. This is my impression of, um, straight guys the day after a bender. Dude. Oh, it, I'm picking up the phone. Dude, bro, where did you even go last night? <laughs> did you see Kyle? Where did Kyle even go? Oh, you disappeared with Samantha. Where did you? What? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's beer drunk. Um, anyway, I would like to... See, now that I'm a two-year alcohol-free baby, um, feminist sober killjoy, which is, I I think, from Holly Whitaker and Tempest Sobriety School. I, I need that t-shirt. Um, anyway, um, now that I'm a two-year-old sober feminist killjoy, I look back and it's like, there you don't have different flavors of getting drunk. It's just drunk. Um, and it, it tastes a little different going on the way down and has different, like, associations in your brain. However, oh, our brains are so fragile. Back to self-compassion. Hello, brain. You are just an organ who needs to be taken care of, and you are so sensitive, and I am learning how sensitive you are, and I'm going to do a better job taking care of you. Oh, it's freaky because my brain is having these thoughts, and I think I'm talking to my brain, but my brain is really talking to itself. Um, Happy music. You've been doing the experiment of listening to happy music more than melancholy, sad music, and you're in a better place mentally. So you are so easily influenced that even just happier, cheerful music is better for you. Um, And also, okay, now that I'm off caffeine, a stimulant, I am sleeping like a baby. And this is... um, this is confirmed by other people who quit caffeine. The sleep is deeper and the dreams are vivid. My dreams are out of this world. Fantastic for better or for worse. And I realize the smallest thing someone can say one word to me and it creates an elaborate avatar dream like world, universe in my dream. And it's like, I'll wake up and think, oh my goodness, this tiny, tiny concept that happened as a blip in my day is now an entire dream that has me like deeply impacted. Um, And then same thing with alcohol. Like alcohol is doing so much to our brains that Take, you know what? Go ahead. Take two years off drinking, minimum. Take two years off drinking for you to understand how sensitive you really are. And let me, I mean, it goes for emotions and experiences and relationships and things that we go through. Like, I guess the contrast in my mind is um, if you flash back to the cabin house, the first weekend away with all my friends, including my ex and the other guy, 
and I was just like really upset. And there was a moment in the hot tub when I went full Eeyore and you couldn't tell me anything. I just, it was like people drunk and happy in the hot tub and Eeyore. Like I, like there was a rain cloud over my head and my friends who were drinking, actually my one friend who was drinking specifically, looked at me, got in my face and he said, stop it, stop it. And I said, I can't, my feelings are just really strong right now. And he said, you take those emotions and you shove them down where they, where you can't feel them. And I think it's interesting that, that I think that's way too common. And I did feel those emotions and they didn't feel good, but I felt them. And you know what? Self-compassion. I'm really happy I did that. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is a full circle moment. I can't believe I am proud of myself for going on that cabin trip, feeling my feelings. And I, I want you to talk to yourself this way today. Um, if you're getting through today sober, I am so proud of you. And it's not easy. And back, okay, I don't think I, my calendar example of like not drinking on the one glass of wine days is harder than the binging days because I know why I don't drink on the binging days. Those days are horrible. But I'm looking back at the calendar. October 7th was this day in my mind, I'm looking at it, that I could have had one glass of wine. I am so proud of myself for not doing that. And I'm proud of you for skipping that one drink. It's harder to skip that one drink. I know. And I, I'm going to spend more time thinking how to verbalize this. Maybe put it into a doodle. Uh, happy doodling through October. I can't, t I can't put my finger on it. But October 1st through the 7th, the first week of doodling through Sober October, my Instagram was blowing up. People were doodling. And then the 8th and today the 9th, I'm just like, have people lost steam? I think people have kind of like, the excitement has worn off a little bit and um, that's okay. I so How can we be self-compassionate about that? I mean, I absolutely did not intend the 31 prompts to be done every single day. Um, and so maybe that's what people are running into. Um, but I do peop hope people stay sober. And I, again, 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 I'm a broken record. Every time I'm in a crappy mood and I force myself to doodle, doodling puts me in a better mood. So this is me forcing you to sit with your paper and your doodle supplies and just do something. You don't need to post it, but the pen has to touch the paper today. That's my challenge to you in the most compassionate way. I'm telling you to do that. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Um, DM me. I'm here for you. Um, and all right. Thanks. Bye-bye.
I just had to include that interlude. And in order to include the interlude, I feel like I have to say something before and after it. So I'm coming back just to say I, I'm smiling because I get to talk to you all the time. And I hope you're smiling at some point today. Um, life is so short. Let's Let's not worry too much about the little things today. And let's smile. Let's listen to good music and stay hydrated. All right. I love you. Goodbye.